previously on the Adventure Zone. So I went out and I tried to find Thacker. He, he left years ago. He kept records of his studies in his journals. The van is empty. All of these supplies and all of these tools are gone. They are not in the van. We got to get this thing back to the lodge or this person. Oh, 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 I know, I know, I know, but look at it, man. It's going to die if we don't do something. I would like to speak to this creature. You see this this faint sort of orange light pulsate out of where Aubrey touches this goat man. And the goat man stands up from the table and sort of gets yanked back by the handcuff attached to its wrist and looks at you, Duck, and he smiles and he says, <clears throat> Duck! man just said duck's name begin yes create uh we'll take it let's just hop right back in that's like we're right in that moment where this goat man has just said your name duck while staring at you uh with with just right right in the peepers he's got some uh like yellow eyes with sort of vertical slits uh as sort of goat i mean they're goat eyes he has they're the features eyes. of a guy but uh a bipedal sort of humanoid form uh bit bit taller than you and he has said Duck. I I guess I should check with you, Griffin. This is the first time that any of us ever heard a goat man talk. Are there any sort of erotic awakenings that we need to be <laughs> aware of? Just want to check in. Second. Technically, it's the second time because you all have met Vincent, the goat man, in Sylvain. Oh, and fair. I guess my, my follow-up question is, did that have any erotic awakenings? Well, I, I will admit, I've been pretty unplugged from social media as of yet, so I don't know what the erotic fan art of Vincent situation is, but I don't, I, I, I don't have my finger on that pulse anymore. Pretty well, hot. To be fair, Griffin, Ju- uh, Justin, I think, if I may, is both asking about our characters but also us the players within us ha- has that caused any awakening sure let's all roll to act under pressure i guess okay and i, <laughs> and, and I I'm, as if, justin dad you, and travis right? yeah if you roll poorly you're gonna make a hard move i got an eight no this is this is nothing okay i rolled a six Okay, you're, yeah, be more you're like a into sex. it. You rolled a sex. <laughs> and, and unpause. Duck. Holy shit. Duck? Duck. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's me. Hey, hey, little partner, how you feeling? It sort of looks at the wound in its shoulder and, like, touches it. Uh, have you? I'm guessing you've, like, dressed it, I'm imagining, with, like, bandages at, at some point, or... Uh, is it sort of just exposed stitch? It's it's almost certainly bandages, right? It would be yeah, yeah. yeah. It would be he's, he's uh, a job. Yeah, um, yeah. He he touches his shoulder and kind of just nods a little bit and gives what you sort of detect is like a faint a faint smile. Can can you understand us, 
Yeah? Uh, it nods and says, Duck! Cool. Um, my name is Duck. I am Duck. Welcome to English. 101. <laughs> um, I, yo, <laughs> me amo, Duck. <laughs> hey, I, what are you, uh, what are you doing here? Like, broadly speaking. It starts to gesture with both hands, and uh, one of its hands is sort of uh, restrained to the to the table still with the handcuffs, and so it uh, kind of gets pulled back, and it looks down at the handcuffs and sort of tries pulling it a few more times. It looks like confused about the concept of handcuffs, uh, and uh, it just kind of looks up at you confused and says, Duck! We could probably dispense with those, couldn't we, Duck? Um... um. Yeah, yeah, let's gonna go ahead and get him untied. Just as a gesture of goodwill. Sure, you uh, you pop off the handcuffs, and uh, the, the goat man kind of rubs its uh, rubs his wrist, and then uh, uh, gives another smile, this time to all three of you, and says, uh, Duck! Should I hug him? Like, I don't know what to do here. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think if I may, um, just kind of first things first, and this, if I may be a little blunt, new friend, are you all making the bad stuff happen? He looks sort of, he looks nervous. He looks nervous when you ask him this question. Uh, he looks, what's the what's the right word? He looks sort of conflicted. And he sort of looks, and then he looks down at the ground. He looks almost embarrassed now, and he nods his head uh, up and down. Are you okay. making the bad stuff happen accidentally? He Now he just looks fucking confused, because that's a very confusing question. Do you have a good reason? The goat man looks up at you and says, uh, duck, and then <clears throat> clears his throat a few times <clears throat> and then says, grow. Uh, it says grow if you don't uh, speak griffin goat English. Grow? What does he mean grow? Grow. Is that why you took Danimal's tools to help something grow? He looks excited and he nods his head up and down. Yes, yes, yes. And he actually kind of like grabs you by the arms. Like, uh, I, I think he's like, it, this is so new to him. Like, can being able to converse with human beings and the fact that he's just had like a thought that he tried to get across and then he succeeded in that and somebody got it. He's like, he's totally stoked. If if you show us what you're growing, will that help us understand why you're doing what you're doing? All of a sudden, like uh, a. He remembers himself, and he lets go of Ned, and he looks sort of defeated, and now he just, like, hops back up on the table and sits down and uh, shakes his head no. It's a pot farm. He, he's growing pot. Goat pot. <laughs> <laughs> the strongest pot known to man. Goat weed. <laughs> it's horny goat weed. I thought we were getting somewhere. Um, Duck, he seems to like you, so... Hey, partner, let's clarify something. Do you mean us any harm? Uh, he is thinking very, very hard. Um, and then he looks up at you and just kind of very slowly shakes his head no. Okay. All right. You know what? I can believe you, Duck. No, sorry. Goat? Uh, that's not you. <laughs> that's not your name, is it? That'd be weird. <laughs> what a coincidence. He kind of tilts his head to the side, like, huh? Can we call you Jeff? Uh, he shrugs his shoulders. 
If that's think, really what you is, it, is that sort of first thought? I what think, you want to name this character? I, I feel like maybe I think I, Billy would be our first choice, right? Billy is good. Billy's Billy better. is good. Let's, Let's go, go with, with Billy. Billy. Yeah, Billy, I like because you know what? Maybe during those more serious times, he can be William. <laughs> he nods in approval. Okay, I am now Billy. <laughs> I am I am Billy now. Uh, you hear the uh, cellar door open and uh, uh oh oh no <laughs> oh Mom's uh, home. Uh, Barclay is actually oh. the one who comes down the stairs uh, and he he looks sort of uh, he looks a little harried uh, and he well uh, yeah he's a uh, Bigfoot well he's not right now he uh, he runs into the room and sees the uh, now conscious Goatman and he looks kind of nervous, but then sort of surmises that you guys don't seem nervous so that everything's okay. And he says, oh, okay, so um, we just like, we just like have a Goatman now? Well, we don't have him. Yeah, we don't though. own he's, it. He's a friend. He's a dear he's, friend. He's here, come on. That doesn't mean I, us any harm. I meant like on the team. <laughs> oh. Gang, I am... I am not entirely sure this is the best idea. Uh, if you want to go along with it, what's what's like what's like the plan with our new pal here? Yeah, so I we brought him in for. I'm gonna about to say we brought him for questioning, and I'm feeling dumb as I'm saying it, but that is about as close to a plan as I got. He he got injured, see, and I'm uh brought him back here to save his life, and then uh, Barclay was there for that. Oh, right. So you remember that. Yeah. And then Ari gave him a magic spell mm-hmm. to make him talk. And then... You can you can do that? Uh, I mean... One word. Apparently. Yeah. And, it's, and then the good man says, duck! Yeah. More, I gave him a spell to help him understand. I, I, he can hear... He can understand us now. Grow! Getting, yeah, we got... Two words. Grow. Two words. Duck right. and grow. Duck grow. About, is about as far as we've gotten. Pizza! Okay. <laughs> okay, hold on. Wait, hold on. The pizza sign. Is that something? Pizza. Okay. I didn't even think about that. I was making a joke. But sure, yeah, the pizza okay. sign was there. You can't make jokes, Griffin. I take this very serious. No, yeah, no. You did a good job of connecting it to canon. Barclay says, uh, how, uh, how transparent are we going to be about our, I guess, not captive, but new new pal? Is there anybody upstairs? Who is a goat person in real life or in... I think you would know, like, you've lived in Amnesty Lodge for a long time now. You you know there is no... Well, there is, oh. there are no wait a minute, gathers. wait a minute. What about Vincent? Could we not call uh, him in? He can't come over. He can't come over, yeah. Uh, and you get the idea that maybe bringing this thing over into Sylvain is also not an awesome idea. Um you all, uh, you all hear the phone ring upstairs, actually, and um, you hear Danny answer it. You, I mean, you hear it like through the the floor. <laughs> you hear uh, Danny shout for Duck. Duck phone. We'll cover the goat man. We'll hang out with the goat man with Billy. Name. Yes, with Billy. I have an idea. Could could Ned check out Thacker's archives and see if there's anything? In them about Goatman? Uh, there's really just the one book, um, but if you want to do that, you are more than welcome. I think I would be interested in doing that, because I thought maybe I could also do, uh, like, investigate a mystery and see if, if Ned could get a couple of questions answered that way by checking out the archive. 
sure. So you're going to do that. Uh, Aubrey, you're just keeping an eye on Billy. Uh, yeah, I'm going to talk. I'm going to keep up with the gentle interrogation. Okay, Duck, are you going up to the uh, up to the phone? Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Let's start with uh, Aubrey. What do you What do you ask Billy? Huh. So there are three of you, right? Uh, he nods his head. Yes. And you're from Sylvain. He cocks his head to the side. He looks kind of. He looks kind of confused. You're not from Sylvain. Duck. Is that yes? He shakes his head now. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> so he can shake his head no and say duck. If only there was another nod that could communicate more information. <laughs> Any head movement at this, all. <laughs> this is some real I am Groot shit going on right. here. Very much so. Uh, Ned, the, the only sort of surviving text, the only one that... Uh, that uh, Mama brought back when she was over, sort of uh, trapped on the dark side in Sylvain, uh, is just a single, a single book, um, and uh, it was the book that kind of revealed like the only information that we knew was in that book is that the, he couldn't find the source of the abominations while sort of out exploring in Sylvain. Um, but as you flip through it, why don't you investigate a mystery and we'll see? Okay, uh, we'll see what what we glean. Investigate a mystery. That is uh, seven plus two for sharp. So that's a nine. Uh, a nine. Uh, okay. And, uh, so on a seven and a nine, you... Uh, I get how many? You get one question here. Uh, what happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? Uh, what was it going to do? What is being concealed here? And keep in mind that like it has to be in context with like what could be in this this book of of notes from Thacker. Then I think the only one that that would be in there would be what sort of creature is it? Yeah, I think that's for sure. Uh there is a uh the the first like third of the book is just sort of drawings and notes on the physiology of certain like types of beings over in Sylvain. Uh there are some notes about the uh spectral sort of beings that are over there which um you you know uh, are are sort of born when uh, one of the Sylvans die, sort of in the presence of the the crystal in the center of town. They sort of get to live on in these sort of spectral forms. Uh, there are some notes about the uh, what are just just called Sylvans uh, that are sort of the more uh, vampiric, sort of more humanoid, sort of magically imbued. Uh, uh, beings over there, uh, folks like uh, Danny and like Janelle, um, and then there are notes about the uh, beast folk, and these are creatures that, uh, according to the notes, just like used to be animals over on Earth, and then found their way into the various gates that uh, opened up across the world throughout the history of time. Uh, and as they sort of spent time in in Sylvain in this alien world, they were slowly. I actually not slowly sort of compared to like evolution on earth, like actually very, very quickly transformed into these, these new forms. Uh, the origin of like goat men is like a goat wandered through a portal one day. And then, you know, maybe a, a couple of generations later is a bipedal sort of humanoid goat creature, but there, it's not just goat creatures. Like there's entries on, uh, you know, bear folk and fish folk and, uh, bird folk and, and all kinds of, of, of beast folk. Uh, and so like goat, goat people are a definitely like a type of, of, uh, being over in Sylvain. And by like 
all measure like this this thing uh looks a lot like it not exactly like like you've met vincent it's it's certainly like a bit bigger than vincent uh a bit more sort of imposing than vincent you would say there are some like subtle differences but like yeah this thing looks a lot like a lot like vincent uh duck you head upstairs to answer the phone i think barclay uh heads heads back up to the lobby with you uh and as you get to the lobby you see uh, some of the some of the folks uh, that you uh, that you know from the lodge up there, you see Jake Kulai sort of polishing a board. You see Agent Stern uh, on uh, reading a reading a lamplighter. This is sort of like something he does every morning: is uh, cracks open the new lamplighter and and uh, looks for leads. Uh, and Danny hands you the phone as you come up, and as you put it to your ear, you hear a voice say, "Hello there." Nice work with the train, Duck Zero Fatalities. I think that's pretty laudable. Hey, thanks. I, I appreciate it. We do what we can. You hear Indrid say, um, I thought you would like to know that all of my visions have changed, Duck. Every single one of them. In the blink of an eye, all of the futures that I saw disappeared and were replaced by others. And as far as I could tell, Duck... This happened when you saved that goat man. Oh. My impulse is to say I'm sorry? I don't know if that's applicable. Uh, he laughs on the other end of the phone, and you hear him say, I'm not certain it was all bad. This goat man is going to be in a lot of the futures that I see. He is, as far as I can tell, quite important. A beloved character. He says, you are going to need to keep him safe and you're going to need to keep him undiscovered and you're going to need my help to do so uh bring him to me are are you gonna hurt him because i'm kind of put a lot of work into keeping him alive i have no intent on hurting him um although he may get hurt yes uh yeah you're going to go ahead and need to save him and your friends downstairs look outside and uh, through the window, uh, next to sort of the, the table where the phone is, you see these big, fat, fluffy flakes uh, falling from the sky. Uh, and uh, Indrid says, I can't see the exact shape of it, Duck. It's pretty dark, but uh, they are in danger right now. Uh, and sure enough, Ned and Aubrey, you hear a sound that sounds like, um, that sounds like a, well, like a pin drop, like uh, a small piece of metal falling to the floor. And you all turn towards the sound and see that the net that was hanging up over the kitchen area where Thacker has been sort of uh, imprisoned, uh, one of the hooks like holding it up has just like fallen out of the wall. And now a corner of the net is just hanging loose. And in a flash, Thacker who is just like sitting on on the floor, looking down at the ground, like almost unconscious. He just springs straight upward and scrambles across the ceiling through that gap in the net. He is he is crawling above you towards you, and he like cranes his neck almost completely around. And you see his face that was just calm a moment ago. Now it's just like slobbering black slime into this long, unkempt beard and grinning this abnormally wide grin. Uh, he is crawling across the ceiling towards you. What do you do? I'm probably already back down there. Okay. I mean, I just in the time it, as soon as he said that, I would have I would have come down there. I think. Okay. 
Uh, yeah, you are. You, I'll give you like you are on the stairs as yeah. uh, as as you see Thacker on the ceiling. He like quickly like cranes his almost backwards head toward you, uh, and then looks back down at Ned and Aubrey and just like hisses. Ned makes a beeline with the book to the uh, safe room. Okay. Uh, all right. I I don't even think you need to roll for that if if that's what if that's your plan. Uh, then go for it. You you grab the book. You head to the safe room. Are you sh- shutting the door? It, 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 well, as he's as Ned's running, um, it, and him taking the book is not necessarily a conscious move. It's just that he has it with him. He's he's not doing any of this to you know protect the the book or anything. He's doing it to protect okay. himself. But he calls back over his shoulder and says, uh, "Last one to the safe room is a rotten egg." And uh, okay, takes you off. run into the, the safe room. This is very Ned. This is peak Ned. This is the the aesthetic ideal of Ned Chicane, and I'm very, very into it. Uh, Aubrey or Duck, what do you do? I'm going to say, Billy, don't hurt him, I think. Right? Billy doesn't even look concerned. Like, Billy doesn't know, like, that's not what a human being is supposed to look like. Uh, or rather, that that's not what a human being is supposed to look like. Uh, so he just, like, kind of nods and says, Pizza! Okay, cool. Go follow Ned. Uh, he very quickly sort of canters over to uh, over to the safe room. Here, Billy! Here, uh, Billy! Come on, Billy! He has, he has some trouble fitting in uh, to the... Uh, fit, well, fitting in, you know, in general. He's a big goat man, but he also has trouble oh, fitting in. Oh, but not just, like, socially... Yeah, sure. Well, his um, his language skills kind of hold him back a little bit. Sure. Uh, Duck, what do you do? Um, I'm probably going to tackle Thacker and try to bring him down. It's it, uh, yeah. He is on. He is up on the ceiling. Yeah, I'm gonna, uh, like, which like <clears throat> it's a cellar. It's a cellar, so it's totally like not a very high ceiling, right? Um, but like tackle might not be the right verb not because you'd have like you know not punch him in the face, but try to like get him get him on tear him down. tear him tear like, him get, get him down. As as one might do when trying to catch a bat flying around. The sure, room. there's actually a, there's a move actually in the playbook called "Game on Down," and it's G E uh, uh, apostrophe E M on down. Get on down for now. Uh, well, so this would probably be. Are you trying to? Uh, are you trying to like do harm? I mean, yeah, like, that's I'm, I'm not trying to do harm. I guess though, it's more like it may be closer to act under pressure because I'm just trying to like get him and restrain him. Like I'm not trying to like beat him up i think it's definitely act under pressure i definitely if you're not trying to hurt him then it's not kick some ass right when you right. get into the kick some ass literally says when you get into a fight and kick some ass roll plus tough you're not getting into a fight although like it definitely you can sense uh it could, become a fight. It could definitely become <laughs> a fight very quickly you sense that this thing wants to hurt everybody in the room very very badly um i am currently doing the like friend grabbing his drunk friend and trying to pull him off before an actual fight can occur that is my uh, to be verb currently okay what do you uh so you're just running game on game on down trying to just like grab him off the ceiling go ahead and roll uh plus cool for act under pressure how cool is duck uh so cool <laughs> oh you're wanting me to numerically quantify this is a two plus oh, that's, that, that is cool oh, that's an unrecognized command what did i do wrong oh Roll, roll two D. Uh, six plus two is eight. Okay. Uh, on a seven to nine, the keeper is going to give you a worse outcome, hard choice, or price to pay. Um, hmm. I think I might just do price to pay. 
you grab him, you just sort of wrap your arms around his waist as he is hanging off the ceiling and uh, pull him down. And as he does, uh, he has, his fingernails have grown sort of uh, long and uh, gruesome. They sort of have sort of this same kind of black, like plaque that is uh, on on various parts of his his body, just this sort of uh, just tar like substance that is uh, sort of all over him and dripping from his mouth right now. Uh, he scratches you pretty hard uh, across the uh, across the neck, uh, and that scratch feels like it feels awful. It feels very very bad. Um, uh, not in like a like you've been gored kind of way, but in a like unnatural like it's it it burns. Uh, so take one harm, ignore armor from this scratch. Okay. Um, Ned Aubrey, I'm gonna look in my laboratory. So one of the parts of big magic is to require um, ingredients. <sighs> yeah, I'm gonna look for like a potion in the laboratory. So I think it would be like probably an act under pressure. And then also maybe a use magic role. I want him to go to sleep. Okay, yeah, I think this would be... We can say that, like, this conflict is happening, like, he jumped down on you inside the laboratory, so this is you literally, like, your back up against a cabinet, like, reaching for whatever the fuck you can get your hands on to, like, throw well, He's, like, thing. on duck. He's, like, on duck right now. And so, of, like, I throw yeah. the... Like, I'm... So I think it would be, maybe it's an act under pressure to find the right battle, and then an act under pressure to aim and not hit duck. Uh, I don't like the idea of doing two rolls in a row. I want to definitely just do it with one. Um, okay. Is the is the? I mean, let's uh, let's make this like fair. Is that is that uh, is that is this reasonable? Is this logical? Like, is your magical library? Have you been doing fucking Snape's potion class homework? Like in or your laboratory making? Yeah, is that really what you've been doing in here? Or I would like, say that that. I can make a strong argument for the fact that with all the abominations and stuff, one of the first things we'd be working on is like tranks, right? Like that to me. Yeah, but then I would have to like give you that, right? And then you could use tranks on any, like you know what I mean? Like that's just sort of adding a uh, an arrow in your. I think that that at least gives you the possibility of the action, whether or not he is successful. In that, that's it. That's that's it. It's like you, but you do have the 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 narrative framing for logistically why he wouldn't just be like randomly grabbing bottles. What I love, what I love, this the role is not for you to throw a bottle at this guy. You're right up against him. You can do it. It is whatever the contents of the bottle are going to be. Maybe you have been trying to alchemize some sort of like potion or toxin or something that can help you in your hunts. It is not final. You have not has not been tested. Has not been beta tested. So like (laughs) you can roll act under pressure, and that is going to determine what this what this thing does. Okay. Okay. Ned is going to do help out. Uh, you are in the safe room. I, doors open. Okay, I rolled a seven plus, and I I don't have any plus. Th- so mixed success. Help out would not help out because that uh, only adds one to the roll, which would get them to eight. Um, mixed success is fine. Um, okay, uh, here is the. Now I'm trying to figure out. Like I don't think I can offer you a hard choice on what the contents of the potion is. I think you already kind of. Rolled the rolled the hard six on this, and it's kind of up to me to decide uh, what happens. Uh, he, what's the potion look like? You actually describe the action to me. I'm going to say like uh, grabs the starts to reach for the purple vial, but then reaches for the more purple vial and can't remember <laughs> shit 
and grabs the more purple vial and kind of flings it at their feet and it like spreads into like a gas. Okay. Uh, it it gets scared actually. It's a uh, Thacker gets scared as you throw this bottle and he uh, recoils and he recoils like right into the gas. Um, and the, the gas very, very quickly sort of uh, dissipates. Uh, and for like a second, he looks like he's getting kind of, kind of sleepy, but he also looks like he is uh, in an effort to try to stay conscious, getting like angrier. Uh, now his eyes are like completely pitch black. Um, like, like he's wearing like those cool pitch black, uh, eye contacts that like, uh, you know, bassists wore in mm-hmm. the early aughts, uh, yeah, for yeah, all yeah. their cool music videos. Um, that he, and, and he looks like he is actually whipped into a frenzy. So uh, the next success just there real is. Quick, Aubrey real quick just grabs a clipboard where she's been keeping notes. <laughs> C minus. Yeah. Okay. Lush purple. Uh, duck, Close. Duck, I think you are up. Uh, this thing is off you now, but looks like super, super pissed off. I, I, I keep saying so this I thing. So I did it succeed is... in getting it off of Duck. Like, so now it's just like... You succeeded in that Thacker was has been tranquilized, right? Uh, Thacker may go down very, very soon, but before he does, he is going to... He's going to fucking rage. Um, so... He will not go quietly. He will not go quietly into that good night. Uh, duck, what do you do? Um, hey, man, I'm I'm real sorry about this. And I punch him in the face. Okay. That now this is this is gonna be a kick some ass. Yes, it is. It is, Griffin, it is going to be that. But I also I'm trying to knock him out. So okay. give him a little brain duster. <laughs> <Just Yeah. gotta. laughs> All right, go ahead and roll that beautiful bean footage. All right, we got a There we oh, go. There it is. It's a nine plus uh tough. It's eleven. Uh, all right. On a 10 plus, you deal harm and they deal harm to you. Uh, you choose uh, an extra effect. You gain the advantage, gain plus one forward or plus one to another hunter. You inflict terrible harm. You suffer less harm. You force them where you want them. <laughs> I'm going to um, I'm gonna toss him into the safe room. Yikes. With Ned and <laughs> the goat man? Yeah. And I'm going to yell, y'all get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of I'm trying to figure out like what's going to be best here. You definitely like punch him and he is uh, loopy, but I don't know that you can I don't know that you can just like chuck him like a like a ball, but you sure. can definitely toss him into the toss him in the direction of the safe room and then it, I guess it's up to Ned and uh, uh Billy to to get out of there. To get on out of there. Yeah. Get on out. Okay. Uh get him you, down, get on out. You just like, I guess, grab him by the scruff of the sort of tattered garments he's wearing and uh, uh, push him towards the safe room. Ned, what do you, what do you, what's your plan? Okay, um, we've got to get past him. He's sort of in the safe room with us, right? Uh, yeah, he's definitely between you and the exit to the safe room. Okay, I put an arm around Billy and kind of pull him into my side, and then I fan open Thacker's archive okay and hold it in front of billy okay and i tell thacker stand down and we're slowly backing out as i'm saying this okay or i'm gonna have the goat eat your book and just slowly back using the book as a hostage okay back out of the Uh safe room hopefully that that thacker on some level will recognize his book and not want harm to come to whether he understands 
My threat to have Billy eat it. Absolutely. No, I like this. So, the, the, I mean, the, the you're going to roll here, and the roll is not to, like, uh, it's going to be manipulate someone, right? But it's not going to be, like, how uh, how 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 good an offer is this to Thacker? It is how much of Thacker can you, like, pull to the sur- surface right. of this, like, uh, feral, like, beast. Uh, uh, go ahead and roll manipulate someone plus charm. Ten plus one, there which is. is eleven. Zinga! Wow. Uh, okay, something Zinga interesting. Uh, something cool happens. You 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 pull this gambit and uh, put your back up against like one of the side walls, trying to like sidestep past Thacker. Uh, and for like a split second, uh, Thacker stands upright, uh, and. It is not like the curse has been lifted, hooray! But for like a second, I, I that definitely that like black sheen that was across his eyes is just like gone, uh, and he is he has stopped sort of just like uh, wildly like slobbering, uh, and is now just kind of like breathing deeply and puts his back against the wall and you you very you're very close to him right like as you sidestep out of the room you yeah. are like you're really really close to him but he doesn't attack he uh keeps his distance uh and as you step out of the room uh what do you what do you do and Aubrey slams the door okay uh right as Ned and Billy clear the door you slam it and as soon as the door slams uh this like this spell that was cast over Thacker uh, fades and he just charges the door. Uh, I'm envisioning kind of like a little circular glass, like uh, a porthole window or maybe not. I I don't know. Uh, Duck, you envisioned this room. Is there a window on the door inside? Oh, this is Ned's room. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. You had the uh, infirmary. Ned, is there a window? There's a TV monitor. Okay. Oh, I like that. It's very, very high tech. I can look in through there and see him break all the, the Ned's Hummel figurines or whatever he's going to <laughs> All of his bobbleheads. All of yeah, his... he is... Yeah. He slams against the door. He just, like, charges and throws his body at the door a few times and nothing happens. And then he uh, just does the same thing that you've seen from Thacker this whole time. He just sits down on the floor and starts staring at the ground. Saving the bobbleheads. Well, your snow globes made it. <laughs> the bobbleheads may never bobble. As long again. as he didn't get the PlayStation. Bad news, Dad. Ah, uh, your PlayStation Two. <laughs> PlayStation Two. You'll never be able to play. I don't know. Crash Bandicoot was was that on PlayStation Two? You'll never finish Blasto. Uh, that's a very good pull. God, can our next campaign be Blasto inspired? <laughs> yes. This is Griffin McRoy, your Dungeon Master, your best friend, and your IT specialist. Looks like your files got got broken. I'll, I'll deal with it later. Gosh. Thanks for listening to episode 17, I think, of the Adventure Zone Amnesty. I hope you are enjoying it, and I apologize for interrupting. It's very, very rude of me, but I got to read you some uh, messages from our sponsors. We have an aura frame here at our house, and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as we get home from doing something fun, we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up 
that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So, right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com, promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it's me, the internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right, powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis... How did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Your products, content you create, or even your time. What? What influencer doesn't do that? I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. Okay, here's uh, just as an aside. You can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth, don't worry, Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use offer code ADVENTURE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Chicago! We're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2. And we're doing live shows. All a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out. And Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2. Schedule to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows. Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information is there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that, go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all of the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little sailor man pin and 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroymerch.com. And now back to the show here for Antonio and Gianna. It's from Miranda, who says, To my wonderful brother and sister-in-law, we miss you so much here in Albuquerque. Albuquerque, oops, Albuquerque, sorry Albuquerqueans, and hope that you are living the best life in Michigan. Thanks for introducing me to this wonderful podcast, and I can't wait to play more D&D together when we have the time. Sincerely, your favorite cleric and littlest sister. 
That was a sweet message. And again, apologies for saying the name of that town poorly. I was thinking of the one line in the Titanic musical, and I'm really narrow casting right now, where somebody calls it Albert QQ, and that's really, um, and that's always like the first thing I go to when looking at the name of that city. I, I'll try to I'll try to get better. Uh, here is another message. This one's for Olivia, and it's from Aiden, who says, Hi, Olivia. Well, none of our friends will explore the magical realms of our imaginations with us. They're lost because I can't wait to take the journey with you. That sounds like drugs, but I meant wizard games. Love, Aiden. You know, wizard games are a kind of drug if you think about it, um, which is to say every time we were recording an episode of Adventure Zone Balance, uh, we, were, we were all just like super high on fantasy. And mescaline hey thank you for tweeting about the adventure zone using the the zonecast hashtag if you do that you might end up as a character in the show uh we i i pull names from uh from our twitter mentions uh all the time probably not again for this arc but uh once once we hit the next uh story arc for amnesty i'm sure there will be new faces showing up and you could be one of them just tweet using the the zonecast hashtag we also just appreciate you uh spreading the word uh about our show it's how we have uh, uh, gotten the the listenership that we have now for the most part, and we are so so grateful for uh, those of you who have told a friend who you think might be interested in in our show. Uh, also thankful for Maximum Fun. You can go to maximumfun.org, check out all the great shows that they have. Shows like One Bad Mother and Switchblade Sisters and Story Break uh, and so many more. All at maximumfun.org. If you want to check out other stuff we do, you can go to McElroyShows.com. I think that's it. I'm gonna let you get back to the rest of the episode. Thank you again for listening. We will be back with a new episode. Uh, in two Thursdays, which is going to be uh, November the 1st. Wow, 2018. It's really flying by. And thank God, it kind of sucks. So anyway, uh, enjoy the rest of the show. Bye. We're getting Dad into Destiny. Yes. It's going to go great. Speaking of Ditto, how come you're never on when I'm on? When do you play? I play late at night. Like a creepy okay. creep. <laughs> like a creep. <laughs> when you lock in the shadows, there I'll be playing a little bit of destiny. I got all of the coins. I got all of the jewels. But you'll never see me, you pesky fools. I'm hiding out. <laughs> Don't be screaming. Shout. <laughs> Hold my controller. Look, here comes a roller. That's what I call the bad guys in this game. And if you see me, it'll be a shame. <laughs> All right, right, so we are back. We're in act two of this episode. That was definitely how we started it. Um, You heard us talk about Destiny for a while, which is regrettable, but then you got to hear Justin's great song, so I think it's all sort of a neutral net song. And just like that, we're taking the show in a different direction. Um, It's going to be much more about freestyle. First half is all storytelling. Second half is all freestyle singing game reviews. Um, we've just missed being in the games industry so much. Okay, we're back at it. Um, let's. Uh, I, 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 if it's cool with you all, uh, unless you had like business you wanted to do at Amnesty Lodge, uh, I wanted to hop forward to uh, sort of your encounter at Indrid. He has requested that you bring the Goat Man to him so he can help you keep him safe. I want to assume just to say I, that we have like had Barkley like, hey, go tell Mama, like, well, how he much br- he broke out. We trapped him in the safe room, but he needs moved back into there. Um, and he should be trained at this point. You're like talking about Thacker. Down. You're talking about Thacker. Correct. Yes. Um, yeah, Mama definitely would, like was not home during all of this yeah. uh, encounter. Um, and Barclay, I, I mean, before, I, before we hop forward, I guess we're still in that first scene. Barclay says, like, 
are we gonna tell mama about about old Billy? See, here's the thing. This is a fun moment, people at home listening, because me, Travis, hates when people in any kind of media like just don't tell the people on their team the truth because it always is more trouble than it's worth. Yes. But I also know that in this position, I definitely wouldn't tell an authority figure what was sure, happening. Sure. Like just to set the to, to sort of set the stakes of this decision up. Um, you, I don't think you necessarily, any of you necessarily know how Mama would react to this news. You do know that Mama has been hunting monsters like Billy, uh, or, or rather beings like Billy, I guess, for, uh, 30 years now and, uh, has lost a lot of friends to them and, you know, lost her adult life, uh, like doing anything else, but, but hunting them. Uh, so like she might not be stoked about the fact that you let one into her, her home. Uh, that's like, that's your gut feeling. And I'm not saying you shouldn't, uh, you absolutely shouldn't. I'm just saying like, that is, that's sort of the weight of this, this decision. Hmm. Were we all just simultaneously there waiting for the other ones to make the decision? I say we don't tell her. <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to go with that, too. At least not yet. Uh, I hate that, but I think you all I do, right. too. I mean, yeah, I hate it, too. They like, do it I on mean, Arrow I'm... all the time. All the time. It's true. They do do it on Arrow all the time. They do. Yeah, they do do it on Arrow. You're right, Ned. How come we haven't all talked about our Arrow fandom yet? Like... Yeah, in the in the fiction of this show, Arrow is the biggest, most popular show in the whole world. And I assume every <laughs> Thursday, I don't know when it airs. It's still the future. Arrow has become something <laughs> of a religion. <laughs> Arrow is truth. Freedom is Arrow. <laughs> uh, Kill the we Flash. Are Arrow. Two plus two equals Arrow. The afterlife is divided into heaven and the Speed Force. <laughs> uh okay Bar- barkley kind of like uh like shuffles his feet and, and looks down for a second he says she has been more mm, driven than usual since she got back from her time in sylvain i th- i think that's the right call um i'll i'll do my i'll do my best i don't really know how long we'll be able to hide him down here though but we'll cross that bridge when we come to it i guess well we're taking him with us so so that's off the plate. You don't have to worry about him being here. And as you, someone who's where, always honest with everyone in his life, I think it makes me uncomfortable. Where are you taking him? We're going to go patrol and see if we can get some more answers out of him by showing him around. Right, Ned? Abso-fucking-lutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's, and then just like jump cut to you all standing in front of Indrid's uh, Winnebago, <laughs> yeah, uh, in the uh, in the Eastwood uh, RV park. Uh, it is on it your is, second uh, listen to this program. Just imagine Duck standing completely motionless and silent <laughs> throughout all of that lying. Just like he's like it's it was like Duck. Are you? Is there something wrong with the lamp? Because you're like just staring at that lamp and not doing anything else. Like, are you okay? Um, so it's it's mid afternoon. It, it, the the RV park is still like completely abandoned, except for Indrid's uh, Winnebago at like the back lot of the uh, of the park. Uh, it is uh, it's 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 getting like I, th- I think like mid to late December uh, at this point, and it is it's like getting very kind of it's getting very cold outside, like painfully cold. It's it's still not like snowing, uh, at least you know not naturally snowing, but it is uh, it's you know in the twenties, and you feel it like on your face it is it is very very cold uh and uh 
uh, Indrid opens the door uh, to his uh, to his trailer, and you feel that like blast of heat from inside from the uh, several. Uh, um, oh shit! What are those things called? Hot. Space hot, heaters, hot meat, hot makers, space hot. heaters, space, space heaters. heaters yes, uh, and uh, the go- the Billy kind of like recoils at the blast of heat, uh, kind of catches him by surprise, and uh, also his- just to fill out the world here a little bit to help Please. get Billy around the world. I th- I think that we've maybe like gotten like a a big like vampire like cape from like Ned's. Like from the Cryptonomica, it's part of like the the Halloween you know movie kind of show that he does. Okay, and so we put this like vampire you know hooded cloak on him, and maybe some kind of mask, maybe like you know I don't know uh, uh, what maybe. But like the, a mask, the mask, the mask, or... the mask is a Krampus mask, so it's kind of just yeah. like yeah, because we're promoting like... the upcoming Krampus festival on Saturday right. Night Dead. I like right, that. Right, okay. Right. Uh, then <laughs> in Barclays, in Barclays, like truck, uh, or rather mama's truck, uh, like there, you definitely pass a car with like the, with Billy in the back seat, and they see Billy dressed up as the, as the, as the, uh, the Krampus and they look like really scared for a second. And then they remember, oh, right. This is Ned's show. And they wave at you, Ned. Uh, and now we're and back. Billy waves back. And now we're back in the RV park. Uh, I and- think as time has gone on, we have made Billy more and more like Harry from Harry. and the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I figured that would take maybe a quarter of an episode. And I was right. Um, he, uh, injured motions you all inside and he says, hurry, hurry inside. You, you won't be able to pre- prevent the deaths of the innocent masses. If you all catch a cold. And he, motions okay, well, you pressure. into his his winnie um and billy indrid uh, indrid billy uh he smiles and he says i know about billy i i know about pretty much everything as soon as it happens aubrey and okay. he says sorry that no that sounded douchey i'm really sorry i forget yeah. sometimes that that can come off that way come on man manners you know sure like, it's the only thing that separates us from the beast no offense billy he uh, he lets you all inside, and as you all sort of uh, shed your your like heavy winter wear in this very very sort of s- sticky hot environment, uh, he uh, goes to the fridge and he says, "Could I warm you up with a, a cup of hot nog?" Pretty hot already, um, fairly warm. I think we're good. He uh, offers hot nog to you, uh, Ned and Duck. Any t- any takers? Do you mm. think? Do I want nog? I mean, I don't know. You should what? know if I'm going to have nog or not. Okay, fine. Yeah, hold on. Wait. Yep. No nog. No nogs wrong, all around. Wrong. I love nog. Uh, you've changed. You've changed the timeline. Oh no! Oh, I destroyed Earth. <laughs> <laughs> he pours you a nog and hands it to you, and he says, "It's it's it's funny, uh, Duck. That is actually a, a great example of what's been going on lately. Uh, before we get to business, um, yes, I'll friend. have a nog. Oh, okay." Uh, he pours you a nog. Aubrey, mm. it seems like everyone's having, everyone's no. nogging out. Are you? Okay. No, thank you. Uh, he puts the, oh, he, oh, he offers Billy a nog. Uh, and Billy definitely takes the nog, but Billy doesn't know what to do with it. Billy, I think, try, pours it on his hands and starts washing his hands over the oh, sink with the on. nog. Billy's definitely consumed a beverage before, right, Griffin? Well, like, he could lap man. at it, you know, like a cat. I mean, I mean hey, it doesn't seem like it. It okay. certainly doesn't seem like it. Um, a clue. So Billy just sprung fully formed onto this earth this morning. I mean, you tell me. Uh, oh, okay. you, don't, you, you don't know. You, there's still many things you don't know about Billy. Um, but he's poured nog on his hands and he's washing his hands with it. Uh, and <laughs> watching this with like 
just immeasurable amusement, uh, Indrid says, there are new futures. Aubrey and Ned, I've already told Duck about this, but there, there are new futures that were all born the moment that you saved this fascinating creature. I see him present in several timelines, absent in some others, but it seems like you will all need to keep him close until his true purpose is divined. But obviously you can't have a large goat man wandering around with you, despite how clever a, a costume you have whipped up for him, Ned. Uh, I was spooked. I have not personally met the Krampus myself, but I, I thought maybe he had come to, to visit me with his wintertime malice. Can I just say, listen, you've been uh, helpful and all, but can we, like, cut through some mystery bullshit? Thank you. And could you, could you just, like, answer this question directly? Just one question. Snow falls, right, and bad shit happens. But, like, Billy, Billy's not... It doesn't seem like Billy's making, like, bad fates happen. What the fuck is going on? Hmm. I'm trying to decide, like, what he would be able to tell you about this. But you've basically asked me, Griffin, the keeper, to solve the entire mystery of this arc for you uh, in one question, which well, there has definitely to be isn't going to happen. He can, but there's, there has to be something he can tell us beyond, like, vague, like, there's things in the future, and if you, like, okay, cool, okay. so, he, like... That's fair. He's, he'll definitely firm things up. Okay. He uh, he sets down his nog, and uh, the the amusement that was on his face as he watched Billy fuck up is is kind of, kind of gone Which now. Which also, can I just say, is very, like, he knew Billy was going to pour it on his hands and wash his hands with it. Indrid, you jerk. Indrid, just to clear things up, like, as he explained in the last episode, like, it's not like he sees... It's not like he is living constantly 15 seconds ahead of you. He sees, like, lots of different possible futures. Not all of them, but lots of possible ones. So, like, uh-huh. uh, it, it, the way he described it is, like, watching, like, what, like, 120 television shows all at the same time and trying to, like, keep track of what's... It's hard to do that. So, like, okay. I think he boasts, but I don't think he knows everything. Mm. Um, so, uh, he, he looks serious for a moment, and he says... I think it's probably time that we took stock of what we know about the thing that's changing the future. He says, uh, while I'm doing that, and he walks over to like this small wooden chest at the foot of his bed, and he opens it, uh, and inside are a bunch of sort of uh, are, are a bunch of garments, like loose articles of of clothing, a lot of like accessories, like watches and bracelets, um, and just you also see just some junk in there, just a random assortment of items. Uh, and he says, "Billy, why don't you root through here and find something that speaks to you, and I'll whip you up a charm that will give you a a human like disguise that you can use to navigate the world." And he gestures Billy over to this chest and he starts rooting around. And he says, that was the main purpose of this visit. Hopefully with that, you all will be able to walk around with Billy in public without him having to dress up as the Krampus. I imagine after Christmas, that disguise isn't going to make much sense anymore. You can't have an April Krampus. I, April Krampus brings May Shrampus. You know what really might lend itself to that um, would be, we can disguise a lot of him. We can disguise his body and you know put a hat on him. But it's those goat eyes, the goat eyes. Would you happen to have a spare pair of your spectacles, your your sunglasses that you wear, those tinted glasses? Would you have an extra pair of those that perhaps Billy could could wear that would, you know, obviously disguise his goatish eyes? Aubrey mentally high fives Ned. Um, I mean, if that's what 
if that's what Billy uh, picks, is if if that's what Billy thinks fits his uh, mm. fits his sort of well, persona. I, Billy pretty much listens to me. I, we're, <laughs> we're we're pretty much. Maybe he could just you know try it out and 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 see if it works. Can we get back to the part where you were going to answer me? Yes, of course. Sorry. Um, so something is changing events at specific places to specific people and placing them on disastrous paths. The fact that you were all just targeted just now, moments ago, is in a way a boon. It means that these accidents aren't random. They are happening with intent. You are getting closer in your investigation to what is causing these accidents. You turned one of the enemy to your side. You had to be stopped. You were targeted. Mm -hmm. That means that there is a motive behind these attacks. If we can learn what the motive is, we can learn about who is perpetrating them. Wait, hold on. So Billy and his two friends, they're not actually doing this, right? Like, they're not the ones changing the timeline? You have spent more time with your new friend than I have. Does he seem capable of changing the time? Honestly, he just seems like a real smart goat. Wait, wait, wait. What if the what if what if Billy and the other two, they're just like the foot soldiers? I don't maybe they work for what is whatever is making changing the timelines? That could be possible. Let's let's break things down. Let's go event by event. The first accident. Um your friend uh Dan D- Rick Rick Dan, Dan-, Dan-, Dan- animal. The, the animal. The animal. The animal. The animal. The Danimal, yes. I, I, um, you say it in a way that makes me so angry. D- you, say you say it like it's a joke. You say it like it's you say it like it's spoiled in your mouth and turned to ash. Just call him Rick Dannon, then, if you're going to be like that. Shit, or no, just like Richard. Richard, no, is I can fine. hang Mr. Dannon. I, I can hang Danimal. That's um, better. Danimal. Honestly, I will give it up to you for trying. Thank you for that. <laughs> Objects were taken from Danimal's truck. Um, yeah, his the tools of his of his trade. Uh, Leo's general store. The Pizza Hut sign fell into it. What could be the cause of of that? Why was the funicular attacked? We know why you were attacked because you're getting close to solving the mystery. Something happened at the general store that that furthered their purpose. Something happened at the funicular that furthered their purpose. Here's what I don't understand because it's like I almost want to connect it that. The Danimal was a, an employee of the Park Service, and then at the funicular, your friend was there, and she's an employee of the Park Service, but what does that have to do with the general store? It was somebody else at the general store we didn't identify. I remember that. He was nobody. I'm sorry I included an NPC that I didn't <laughs> even come with a fucking name for. He is not the, he is not the secret Voldemort of this campaign. A, he I, got, he, I'm erasing. No, I'm Thanosing him from the timeline. It was There was nobody in the bathroom. There's a voice. Shazam. Snap your fingers. There's a voice in my head that says that guy wasn't important. Yeah, and then, I feel that, too. You feel that, too. But then there's this other voice in my head that's like, it all turns on that guy. Yeah, we can't trust that or gal or non-binary individual. I don't know. There's so many unanswered questions about this person. We should spend three episodes investigating this person. Miniseries, I love it. Was anything taken from the general store? That's a good question. I'm going to go back there and look. We didn't ask. Several hours later, (laughs) yeah, jump cut. (laughs) Cut. I went back and (laughs) looked, and then I came back with editing. Okay, now uh, he. 
he says there are some mysteries but but has the has has your new friend told you anything he said grow they're growing something yeah you know what one thing that was missing was was some tools some gardening tools uh they they stole some of those from the animal yeah and he and said the- that they he told us in his own weird way that they took those tools to help something grow then it seems uh. like that might be the culprit for what is changing the future uh and uh I don't, I don't i think you all are sort of all caught up in trying to like summarize this mystery that you don't see um billy sort of standing now sort of filling up the entire uh frame the entire door frame into uh into indrid's bedroom where he is uh gone and he has pulled out a watch a nice big sort of metal band watch with a metal face on it it is not uh operating it is not ticking but he has it and maybe he just picked it because it was shiny and nice but he uh bleats a few times and hands it to indrid and indrid says oh thank you friend and he uh places it on a table he like swipes some like hot pocket wrappers off the table uh and uh starts sort of tinkering with it uh and you see like little flashes of light as he tinkers with it uh and he says so i will be honest with you i am i am not much help right now there are so many different ways that this can end up some are disastrous some are triumphant and i don't know which way it's going to go but uh, what do you all think the next step is? That's going to be up to Billy here. Because if he's been making something grow, I wonder if he'd take us. Billy, will you take us to what you've been growing? Billy looks kind of nervous. Um, and I don't know. I think you will have to, I think you will have to roll and manipulate someone if you want him to do it, which means you'll have to like give him a reason a reason to do it uh th- but he right now he just like he shakes his head he shakes his head no hey. without any kind of like effort he he just shakes his head uh no he is like adamant no way hey billy let me try it it's me your pal duck remember how you almost beefed it and then i was like not on my watch and i threw you over my shoulder and i spent several hours bringing you back from the brink of death just say duck if you remember duck. thank you well Listen, I didn't ask anything in return. In fact, you kind of tried to kill me, which is fine. I get it. But I'm asking you for this. You do this, and we're square. You no longer have, I don't know if your people have any sort of life debt. You have to pledge me until the debts are paid or anything. But you do this, you help me out, we're square. Uh, He sort of nervously nods um, and... He just kind of stands there. He looks very like again, like he looks super. He looks super conflicted. Uh, you get the sense that you, he, he is sort of weighing his loyalties right now and trying to figure out where uh, where exactly they land. Um, and you hear, you see, like one last sort of bright flash as uh, Indrid sort of waves his hands over this watch on the table, and he walks over and hands it to uh, hands it to Billy, and he says, uh, "I uh, I hope you like what I." whipped up for you uh and billy takes the watch and he puts it in his mouth because he's a goat billy. And he says and he says he says pizza no billy not pizza <laughs> it's a watch billy put he, it on your wrist he spits it out and uh it lands in his hand and he says duck 
and he kind of like holds it. He like offers it to you, Doc. Like he's like giving it to you. No, listen, I I don't need that. I appreciate it. Here, here, let me help. I, I'll take it out of his mouth and I, I slip it onto his wrist or his his like and, f- not wrist four yeah, yeah. forehand. <laughs> <laughs> his wrist okay. and wouldn't he wouldn't he have hooves instead of hands no he's got hooves on the bottom okay yeah. I'd slip around his beautiful party party up top fetlock uh, I've just googled goat anatomy oh no you'll never recover from this delete <laughs> oh your, no delete your computer <laughs> um he he transforms like instant, like instantly. You've seen this when, like, uh, I think you've mostly seen this from Barclay when he has uh, taken the the bracelet that he wears off uh, and turned into Bigfoot and then tossed it back on, um, and he transforms into a uh, a human man. He, I, I, I can leave this up to Juice. Like, you basically are the one who brought this character into the campaign. Do you want to decide what he what he looks like? Uh. Yeah, he looks exactly like Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Um, okay, so much so that people are going to see him on the street and be like, Ryan Gosling, and then he'll be like, pizza. <laughs> they'll be like, bro, well, we're not Ryan Gosling. Hey, did you, in, now, in, hey in, Griffin, in, at, at what point in that sentence did you realize that it's fucking great? <laughs> <laughs> was it four words in, five words in? I was it, was curious the exact word at which my brilliance dawned on you. Uh, and maybe, Griffin, in this universe, there hasn't been a Ryan Gosling till now. Yes, yes. And, and yes. moving forward, Billy will become what we know as Ryan Gosling. Half goat. In the notebook, it'll be like, what do you want? Pizza. Half <laughs> goat, half story. goose. Half uh, goat, half goose. Okay, I'm into it. Uh, sure, he he looks he looks pretty much exactly like Ryan Gosling. There it is. He, okay. he he's he is a very hand like Indrid actually like takes a step back and he's like, Whoa, damn. I guess I I guess I had your Earth's Ryan Gosling on the on the old brain when I was uh, whipping that up. Sorry about that. That might end up being I, a little confusing. I love when we just go ahead and cast the Adventure Zone movie <laughs> for the directors. Like, don't even worry about it. Get me Ryan Gosling. It's canon. Uh, and Ryan Ryan Gosling, uh, Billy, like looks at his like now flesh hands and uh, looks at like the nice button down uh, that that he is wearing under like a, a a denim jacket. And he's like looking looking at his his body, and he just says um, pizza. No, I think he definitely still sounds like a goat. He definitely yeah. says uh, he definitely says mm-hmm. duck 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 Gosling is what we'll call this arc. Yowzers. <laughs> Ba ba land. <laughs> <laughs> the goat book. Oh man, Very, there's so many. There's so many excellent things. Uh, first goat, uh, first goat on the moon. Uh, first goat man, Dad. First goat, sorry. goat yeah. man. Uh, goat or first pan. We no. also would have accepted the first. We would have also accepted the first goat pan. drive. Goat. Hey That's everybody, goat nothing. drive. You're just you're just putting up a bunch of. The only goat, only only goat forgives. Blade Eater 2049, <laughs> like grass, like blades of grass. I got it. Uh, yes, Goatster Squad. Yes, the big goat. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking at his IMDb page now. <laughs> the knock around goats. Knock around right. goats is excellent. That's really this excellent. Is the, co- the comedy rule of 39 has now applied, <laughs> and we are Lars and the real goat. Okay. <laughs> I'm done. 
It's just that they're all so good. Yeah, I know. We've been usually in these episodes on a cliffhanger, like a, like a little good. button, fade, but like just fade out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we need like a last thing to say after it goes like bong. So, Justin, why don't you just like say one last really good one? Crazy stupid goat. <laughs> <laughs> MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Welcome. Thank you. No problem. These are real podcast listeners, not actors. What do you look for in a podcast? Reliability is big for me. Power. I'd say comfort. What do you think of this? Oh. That's Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go? They came out of the floor? And down from the ceiling? That can't be safe. I'm upset. Can we go now? Soon. Jordan Jesse Go, a real podcast. What do you look for in a book? Literally, if on the bag it said, like, this book made me shit my pants, I'd be like, that's, I'm buying this book. Yeah. Like, like, I think the problem with blurbs a lot of times. I like that we both want to crap ourselves <laughs> over books. What's the best way to e read in the tub? Listen to that noise. I'm reviewing a plastic bag today. <laughs> How do you find a good book? This is the most fucked up weird shit you've ever oh, yeah, read. I you're like into it. I'm like, hand it take, over. Take my money. I'm Bria Grant. And I'm Mallory O'Mara. We're Reading Glasses and we solve all your bookish problems. Every Thursday on Maximum Fun. <laughs> <laughs>